we just sang How Great Is Our God, and then before that we sang uh, I Stand in Awe. And I really paid attention to the words and I stand in awe today and just kind of thought of all the times I've seen just amazing sunsets and sunrises on the coast of California. And then when I went to South North Carolina and sitting on a dock on the bay, you know, like the song, and just watching the sunset and just being in the mountains and just everything I've been through and just getting a check in the mail whenever the, the, that, you know, the, the bills are just knocking down the door and just, you know, just standing in awe of God and just looking back on my life and all the times I've just stood there in awe. And I just, you know, I, I just, I just dare you to do the same thing. And I mean, just, just kind of go back and look at all those times that, you know, you thought there was no way out. There was no way out of that pit. And God just <laughs> sent down that hand and just drug you out of it. And you just, well, where did that come from, God? <laughs> that's, that's just what he's just been giving me while we've been worshiping and just, you know, just standing in awe. Just standing in awe. Thank you, Jesus. Well, I've got a few minutes here to to share with you. We're kind of, uh, this kind of turned into a part two. I'm glad I didn't try to do this part last week because, wow, um, we could be here for a while. So put on your seatbelt. Just kidding. I'm not kidding, actually. Um, Strap yourself in. Um, We've been talking about honor. And just a culture of honor, kind of last week we talked about that a little bit. Um, I'd encourage you to um, at least listen to the first part of the message it, where we kind of lay the groundwork that honor is really just a, a, it's a way of life and it's something that, that ultimately has to flow as we've read. Some of us have been reading a book called this and it kind of distills it down to honor must flow from our hearts. That ultimately it's not something that we work up that we, oh, I'm going to honor this person. I'm going to do it. No, it's got to be something that where God places that in our hearts because that's, that's his heart because that's his, his desire that God, I mean, that God is, is an honoring God. He not only receives honor, but he gives honor and he honors us with his presence. He honors, uh, he honored us by preferring us over himself and dying on the cross for us. That was giving us, in other words, valuing us more than he valued his own self. And that's that's pretty incredible. So to honor, if you want to, um, just some of the definitions is to honor, is to value, to esteem, or to prize someone. So when you're honoring someone, you're, you're valuing them. You're, you're seeing God's intrinsic value in them, that everyone is worth being honored. And the scripture says, you know, honor one another. And so that means everybody else. Above yourselves. So if you run into somebody else. And they're not you. Um, then you honor. Then you get. It's your chance to honor them. It's your opportunity. To share the heart of God. To share the. Share the kingdom culture of honor. With them. And to. And to. And to bless them. And to value them. And to prize them. Man that's a good word. That prize word. Uh, that's a. That's a good word. If you're prizing someone else. So when you're out. When you're out on the street, when you're out at Walmart, when you're out at Target or whatever, wherever you shop, when you're out getting served at a restaurant, remember, you're there to prize that other person that's serving you. You're there to honor them. 
you know, they may think they're there to serve you. But like Jesus said, I didn't come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many. Jesus said that. And so today, the part of honor we're going to talk about is honoring our wives. And so, um, wives, you're supposed to cheer at that point. Um, <laughs> yay, amen, or something. <laughs> no, that's, that's... And so, you may be thinking, well, um, I am a wife, or I don't have a wife, or I don't want a wife, or I've had a wife, and, and I'm divorced. Um, I've had a wife, and, and she's passed away. Um, that doesn't mean you don't have to listen. Most of this stuff that we're going to talk about can be applied to honoring anyone else. We're just going to focus in specifically for men. And if you're not if you're not married yet, uh, I would advise you to take a couple of notes down, whether it's mentally or on a piece of paper. Uh, write something down. Um, this is from God's Word, and a little bit of what John's learned in a short time of five years of marriage. So. Uh, mostly from God. <laughs> There's a couple things maybe from John in here, but um, just John's little tidbits. Um, so we're going to look at the scripture, 1 Peter 3, 7. Uh, if you want to turn there, you can. We also have it on the screen. This is the only scripture we're going to look at. That's it. We're going to have a whole message on one scripture. 1 Peter 3, 7. And the New Living Translation says it this way. Uh, let me pray first. Holy Spirit, we just ask you to open the word of God. Even as I read it, Lord, as we read it together, let something speak to our hearts. Even if it's not something I say, Lord, I pray that your spirit would reveal truth to us, reveal things to us. Lord, speak to our hearts individually that we might learn how to honor one another in Jesus name. So it says, verse seven, in the same way, you husbands must give honor to your wives Treat your wife with understanding as you live together. She may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. Pretty simple right there. And someday I might go ahead, someday I will get to preach on verse 6. But um, if you want to research that, um, my wife won't let me preach on it yet. So... um, but verse 7, the verse six, 1 through 6 talks to the wives. It, it's interesting that there's six verses for the women, and then there's one for the men. Um, what does that tell you? Um, that uh, men need it, you need it broken down pretty simple here. Don't, don't make it too complicated or I'm going to screw it up. So <laughs> that's what that means. doesn't mean I'm not intelligent. just means, you know, women want the longer story most of the time. So, um, so they got it there in the scripture. So... It says a couple of things here. We're just going to look at it real quick. I mean, it shouldn't take. It may not take long, but in honoring our wives or our future wife, or if you want to apply it to someone else, in honoring someone else, um, there's one, the first thing it says is you husbands must give honor to your wives. So we know we're, you know it's part of the deal here. It's part of what God has called us to treat your wife with understanding. So understanding is like one of the first things right there. How do I honor my wife? is I make an effort to understand her. And if you've been married or if you've met any women before and you're a man, okay? How many men have met a woman before? Okay, good. Okay, I'm just seeing if you're paying attention here. Some of you have not gotten out much, okay? But if you, 
If you're a man and you've ever met a woman, you've probably at some point walked away from a conversation or a situation and gone, and gone I don't understand women. Or I don't understand why she did this or she thinks this way. How, anybody? Don't raise your hand. <laughs> no, we, we've all done that, haven't we? We've all got, you just, you, and, you know, it's only happened once with me, but. <laughs> you know, my wife's supposed to be teaching Sunday school in this message. I was like, yes, praise the, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. She was excited about them. She's like, oh, I have to teach class. I said, that's too bad. <laughs> You'll have to listen to it on the internet. Um, <laughs> so I get to honor her by, by speaking and sharing this morning. And I'm thankful for that. But you, you know how you've gone away from that? And, and women, you've probably done that with men, too. You've, you, you step away. I don't understand what in the world is going on in that man's head. Is there anything in his head? You know, and you're, I know you've, you're thinking that, right? I know. And it's, it's a lie. There's something in here, okay? It's just, it just a lot different than yours, okay? This thing's way different than yours. So, anyway, but one of the ways we honor our wives and even anyone else is not to stay in our world and say, okay, well, I just don't understand you, so I'm going to stay over here. It's to say, I'm going to step into your world and I'm going to, I'm going to make an effort to understand you. I'm going to make it my pursuit. I'm going to make it my goal. I'm going to make it my, my journey to say, okay, I am, I am here to understand you. I am here to study you. I am here to learn about you. I am, I am here to, to find out the intimate things in your heart. And, you know, men, you don't do this with every woman. You do this with your wife. Uh, you can do it with fellow brothers in certain ways. What are, what are her dreams? What are her desires? What are the things that, that cause her to, to be hesitant and fearful and not step into who she's created to be in Jesus? What, what, are, her, uh, what, are, her, uh, what are her future goals? You know, what, what, what is her thinking on certain things? Do you, do you, have you made an attempt to understand your wife? There's a great, um, great picture of this in the movie Fireproof. If you ever seen the movie Fireproof, um, there, there's a part of of the uh, the movie, and the guy's going through something called the love dare. Okay, and I've actually got the book here. I I bought it for my wife. She hasn't done it for me yet, but um, you all know I'm joking, right? <laughs> she really hasn't done it for me. I haven't done it for her either, but uh, probably should. So there's a part in the movie where um, there's a guy who's going through a troubled marriage. His, ba- his wife is basically, you know, pretty much wants to leave him. And I can't blame her because he's pretty much a, a jerk at the beginning of the movie. Um, and so he's, he's dared to do this certain thing by his dad to say, okay, do this for 40 days. You'll read through this journal and you'll have a, one little thought for the day that's like, two and a half pages long, and then, you know, try to do something, you know, try to carry that out during the day and do it for 40 days and see if your marriage changes. That's the whole idea of this book. And part of what happens is um, in one of the scenes, he's, he's talking with a friend who's a believer, and he's not a believer yet, and he says, man, you've got you to gotta understand your wife. You've got you to gotta study her. You've got you to gotta learn about her. You've got you to, gotta, you, and, and this is what it says. And I have it on the screen, too. Love their quote. When a man is trying to win the heart of a woman, he studies her. He learns her likes, dislikes, habits, and hobbies. But after he wins her heart and marries her, he often stops learning about her. 
the mystery and challenge of knowing her seems less intriguing. And he finds his interests drifting to other areas. And it goes on to say this. Consider the following perspective. If the amount you studied your spouse before marriage were equal to a high school diploma, then you should continue to learn about your, your mate until you gain a college degree, a master's degree, and ultimately a doctorate degree. Think of it as a lifelong journey that draws your heart ever closer to your mate. Understanding is a way to honor. To say, you know what? Uh, Do I got a degree or did I drop out of school? Am I continuing to pursue the woman who God has given me and the woman who God will give you, young men who are not married, and others in your life? Do I attempt to understand them or do I, I, do I stay in my world? Do I stay in my desires? Do I stay in my way of thinking? God is calling us when we honor someone, we step into their world and we find out what's important for them. We honor one another above ourselves. In other words, what interests them is more important than what interests me. Man, that's, that's tough. That's not like an automatic thing. That's something God has to work in your heart. And husbands, I encourage you, allow the Lord to work that in your heart. There's a wedding next weekend. You're all invited. Jacob and Sharon are getting married. And Jacob has the opportunity to begin from day one to honor Sharon, to honor her, and to prefer her above himself, to, to make his every effort to understand her. And he's going to do a great job. And so, but you're all invited to that. We didn't, we didn't remind people of that. Next Saturday at 6. So uh, be here. Number two, the second thing it says how we honor our wives is it says, she may be weaker than you are, but she is your equal partner in God's gift of new life. Um, yeah, you can just leave 3 7 up there between stuff. Um, first of all, the word weaker there um, just means physically. I mean, that's all it's talking about. In other words, you can bench press whatever you can bench press, <laughs> and I bet you she can do less. I mean, in most cases, that's true. I mean, there are, there are some stronger women out there that she'll meet, but I bet you I could bench press more than Ashley. And so that's all that's saying is if she's the weaker partner, in other words, physically, she is weaker. It uh, doesn't mean any other way that she's weaker than you or less than you. There's no, there's no hierarchy. There's no, you know, there's no I'm better than you type thing in marriage because it says she is your equal partner in God's gift of life. In other words, in the things of God, if you're going to really share in the things of God, you have to do it together to a certain extent. That she, there's no, there's no me and her. Now there's still a personal relationship. I'm not saying that suddenly, you know, okay, well, I'm going to, I'm going to talk to Jesus, so I've got to go find my wife so I can do it with her. No, that's not what it means. But it means in the things of God and what God's bringing you through and what God is, is, is doing in your lives, most of it's going to happen together because you're equal partners. What God wants to pour out and bless is 50-50. You're equal partners, one, you know, one side and the other side, one, one circle. There's an example in this book that talks about, you know, Draw a circle, put a bunch of X's, and draw a line right through the middle of it. You'll have as many X's on each side. And that's, that's the, the wisdom God is going to give you in your marriage. Many times we forfeit wisdom because we're just using what we have. Rather than, you know, when you're single, that's great. It's just you and God, and all, that's all there is. But when you become married, you know what? Suddenly the wisdom is shared. It's no longer just the man, John. It's, 
John and Ashley. And so God's wisdom, in order to walk in his path and in what he's called us to do, we have to do that together. And I have to rely on the wisdom that God has given her because it is equal to the wisdom he wants to give me. And so in order to, one of the ways to honor her is to be that equal partner. Many times men, you know, and I'm, and I'm speaking to men here, there's a lot of men that somehow didn't show up today. They must have felt that, felt that something was coming. <laughs> I, know, I feel like I'm not supposed to be at the church meeting this morning. <laughs> and, but, men, we like, we like to go one way or the other. Uh, my personal favorite is just take it all yourself. Instead of being an equal partner, I'm just going to be the whole on full partner. Why not be the CEO of everything and just take it all and you, cause I'm the man, you know? And you just take it all and 100% me. And then what that means is really I only have 50% of what God wants in my life. I think I've got CEO of 100%, but really my equal partner is my wife. It, God says she is my equal partner, not that you know, if you take over, suddenly something happens. No, you're, you're only at 50% then. And so it's the other thing that happens is sometimes men say, you know what, I don't even want anything to do with the things of God. So you just take over and you, you be the spiritual one. Uh, honey, wife, you, you, woman, whatever you want to call her. Uh, you do all that stuff. And I'm just gonna, I'm gonna hang back here and you, you go in front of me on those things. No, it's, it is equal partnership in the things of God. Equal partnership in seeking God. Now there is a leader. God has placed the man to be the leader. And as a leader we get to serve. And what that means is at some point, if it's not clear, or there's, there's thing, well we could go either way. And it's like, sometimes there just has to be a final decision. And that's where the leader comes in and says, boom, okay, this is what I feel God has called us to do, so let's do this. And so, but that's after factoring in the 50% that she has and the 50% that, that you have, and then the final call, God has placed that in our court. Um, and I, and I have, we're dependent upon Him to make that decision. We're dependent upon Him to walk in that. And so, either you're trying to be full partner, or you're trying to be, you know, less than, ha- less than equal, you know, just, I just want to have a little bit of stock in this. Just, just a couple dollars. That's all I want to put in this. And then you take care of the rest. You're missing out. Right there, you're missing out on most of what God wants to pour out in your marriage. Because he wants 100%. God has a desire for 100% in every marriage. 100% of him, 100% of his blessing. But if we don't walk as equal partners, honoring one another, then we can't walk in that 100%. Next thing. What does it say after that? It says, treat her as you should, so your prayers will not be hindered. You know, and kind of last week we talked about honoring your father and mother and how it says it's a promise. In other words, honor your father and mother that it may go well with you. So if it's not going well with you, one of the places to check is am I honoring my father and my mother? Whether they're living, whether I'm an adult now and they're somewhere else, do I still honor them? Are they more valued? Do I give them value? Do I prize them as a treasured possession that God has given me? And if it's not going well, that's one of the things that could be wrong. I mean, there's there's other things that it could be. Could be just you're in disobedience. It could be something else. Here's another one right here. Have you ever prayed and felt like you're not getting through? Well, you know what? If you're a husband and I'm, and if I'm a husband, I'm not honoring my wife, it says my prayers will be hindered. I can be pray, I can pray my, my, 
words out. I can pray my voice gone. I can cry my tears out before Jesus. But if, I, if I'm not giving honor to the wife he's given me, my prayers, are ain't, they ain't going through. There's nothing going to happen because my prayers will be hindered. But one of the ways to release the prayer in your life is to give honor to your wife. You flip, flip it around. In other words, if I want my prayers unhindered, I honor my wife. I prefer her first. I value her over, any, over anyone else's opinion. That's tough. You know, because I've been, I've been married here for five years. Um, first year is really hard, but really like, woo! You know, it's like kind of a, a party, and then you, you, you're like having a great time, and then you'll hit a few bumps, like, oh, I didn't know that was going to happen. And then, then you can, oh, but it's okay, we're, we're in love. And so then you keep going, and then, boom, you hit another thing. And, well, okay, well, that was cool, but I'm still in love. And then by the time you get second or third year, you're like, boom, man, I'm tired of hitting this wall here. You know, <laughs> you know this, I know I'm in love, but, man, this is starting to hurt. <laughs> so you, there has to be a, a begin to saying, okay, Lord, help me to... To lay down myself, because I think what, what this says is true. It almost always happens in every marriage. It's, ha- it's happened in mine, and I have to fight against it, is, you know, man, when I was dating Ashley, I mean, I just wanted to know everything about her and be, you know, just, it was all Ashley. And, you know, you can, but now, you know, sometimes it's easy to get distracted. Well, you know, Ashley's cool, and I've got her, and, you know, that's secure and safe, but I'm going to go and spend most of my time over here. Uh, because this is this is interesting me more, and that's the danger. That's that's the temptation in marriage is to be drawn away from your spouse in in many ways. It's not always drawn away to another woman. It's it's not. It can be drawn away to a to a hobby. It can be drawn away to ministry. It can be drawn away to to helping out other people. It can be drawn away to, to you know doing your own thing, whatever that is. And so we have to guard against that because and say, look, okay, Lord, I'm going to continue to seek to know her and to continue to seek to understand her, to continue to seek to ask you to give give me wisdom. How can we serve you together? How can we love you together? How can we have a family that honors you together? How can we have a life filled with your blessing and with with your peace and with your presence, Lord? To keep seeking to understand how how that happens in our life because it has to come from our heart. And if there's an honor problem, if I'm not honoring her, then it's not, I don't just stop the action. I have to go all the way back in here and say, Lord, is there something wrong in my heart? Make me an honorable person. Make me an honorable man. Give me, give me honor in my heart. If I can't honor my wife, how, I'm gonna, how am I going to honor anyone else? Or if I can't honor my family around me, if I can't honor my children, if I can't honor my father and mother, then how am I going to honor anyone else that, that I don't know as well? And so the result is that, that we can have un, unhindered prayers. But if my prayers are hindered, then I want to say, look, am I honoring my wife? That's one of the things. It's not the, the only thing um, that can happen. So if you've taken notes there, the last ways, I have seven ways, um, seven ways to honor our wives. Number one. Number one is our eyes. And the, the obvious one, I, I think it's obvious, is, is I honor my wife by not looking at other women, by watching what I look at. And that's, you know, we, I think we all know that one. That's, you know, 
even people who don't know Jesus, you know, that's not cool. <laughs> you know, if you're with someone and you're going like this, that's not cool. But here's, here's the deeper part. Not only do I honor her with my eyes that I'm not looking, it's how do I look at her? When I, when I look at her, do my eyes say, I love you and cherish you? Or do my eyes say, uh, I'm tired of you or I'm disappointed in you or I don't want to even look at you? This, this is like going to be the conviction part for me right here. <laughs> Close your eyes, babe. <laughs> Just. And I'm, when we go through this list here, I feel like God gave me this list, okay? So this is not John's, like, I've walked through this and I'm perfect, and so please follow me. And please follow Jesus on this one, okay? Because I'm really asking the Lord to say, man, I've, I've been challenged. Just in praying and seeking the Lord and I feel like these seven things, these are just some ideas, I mean, that God gave me. Um, number two, my ears. You probably see where we're going here, but my ears. Am I truly listening to her? If I want to honor someone else, I'm not waiting to say the next thing. I'm not waiting to get to the next thing. I'm just focused on them and listening to them. I'm honoring, honoring her with my ears. That I'm truly li- Man, men... How many of you have ever heard your wife say to you, were you, weren't, were, were you not listening to me? And most of the time I have to say, um, you either make an excuse and lie, or you just go ahead and just, um, no, I don't think, I didn't hear you for some reason. <laughs> it, was, it wasn't loud enough. Or, uh, did you say something? <laughs> were you talking? <laughs> That's not the right one. Don't use that one. <laughs> Write that down. Corey, you got that? <laughs> Were you talking? <laughs> Corey's a pretty good listener. I think he'll do well at that um, when it's his time. So we honor with our ears by, by instead of getting to the next thing, I'm listening. We honor with, I honor my wife with my mouth. How do I speak to her? How do I speak about her to other people? Do, am I always complaining about what my wife did? Did you know that my wife did? Can you believe that my wife did something? That's not honor. And we have to check and say, okay, Lord. And it's not a thing where, okay, I've got to stop doing that. Ask the Lord to touch your heart. Ask him to go. He's got to be the one to do it. It's not going to be your own effort. Your mouth. How about your tone of voice? It's a good one. I'm real good at this one here. Um, my tone of voice, I can like... Sometimes she's didn't it sounded like you were trying to imply something with your voice, you know, type thing. Have I done that before, babe? Uh, don't answer. <laughs> and so, you know, our tone of voice is is can be a way to honor or dishonor somebody. And so we have to ask the Lord, okay, Lord, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. The scripture says that. So if there's a wrong tone of voice, I have to go all the way back down into the heart and say, okay, Lord. Take that tone out of my voice. You know, that sarcasm, um, maybe sarcasm in certain areas is good, and I'm not saying it's bad or, or good or whatever, but, you know, there's certain times when it's not the right time to use the, that tone of voice. Um, how about encouragement and affirmation? Man, I'm getting killed on all these here, I think. <laughs> Are you encouraging your wife? Are you telling her the good things that you see? Or is it just the bad things, like I tend to do myself? I am like... I'm got to be like, I have a hard time with that. So this is like, 
I'm gonna, I want to get out. Let me, let's just pray. Let's get out of here. Because <laughs> I'm really, but man, there's something that happens if, if we allow God to say, okay, look, let me see her as you see her, God. And then encouragement will flow. Affirmation will flow. All the, the good things that you see and want to bless and, and, and prosper and flourish in her life. Um, sometimes we think that cutting off all the negative stuff will help her flourish into good. doesn't always work that way. Just let me tell you, I've only been married five years, but uh, let me tell you, pointing out everything that's wrong is not the way to make everything that's right grow. Okay? If you want everything that's right to grow, find the thing that's growing, that's living, that, is, that God has placed there, and begin to, begin to pour into it, begin to affirm it, begin to, begin to encourage that. Number four. <laughs> Number four, your finances. Number four is your finances. Do my purchases do my purchases show who is most valuable in my house? Wow. Ooh, man, this is good, huh? <laughs> if I walked into your house, would it be all the man's toys are all over the place? Or are all the most expensive things the woman's? If you're giving honor then it should be the woman's. The most expensive, the most, the most valuable things because I value her more than I value myself, so my money goes where I value things. Woo, that one's tough right there, but I want a new boat. And, you know, it goes both ways here, okay? Because the wife wants to honor the husband too, and sometimes you get, you know, you have to allow your wife to honor you too sometimes and, and buy you something. But... You, you should top her. I, really, I believe that. If you're going to honor your wife, she's got to be number one. Don't let you be number one. Let her be number one. That she is the one where your finances go to because she is the most valuable to you in your household. Obviously, besides God here. We're, not, we're talking about humans here. Um, and all of this is done unto the Lord to honor Him. So your finances. Number five. Time. Time together. Do you honor your wife? Do you still date your wife? Do you you take your wife out for a date? That's one way to honor her. Like man, some I know you single guys. I wish I had a date. Okay, that's fine. (laughs) I want to have a date. Okay, and I think the young people are not dating right now. Is what I've heard in the youth group. They've not decided not to date. But so, so in other words, when it's time. But see, it's easy to date before you're married because. It just is. I mean, it's so thrilling and so exciting. Uh, it's even more thrilling when you're married if you keep it up. Um, don't take your three-month-old on a date, okay? I've just learned that. <laughs> it doesn't count anymore. It, it, at, at, you know, at six weeks, it still counts. Three months, it don't count no more. That's not a date. That's a family outing. <laughs> okay? So I've learned something this week. Friday night, we learned that. <laughs> so tomorrow, we figure out how to get a date in, okay? So, but time, see, are, are, is my time, my, where I spend my time will show how valuable that person is. So part of my time, I need to say, and we all have jobs, we all have stuff that we're part of, and if you're in a, you know, you, a wife and a husband, we both understand that. But there's something about saying, okay, I'm setting aside this time. And sometimes even saying, okay, I'm setting aside this that I normally do. And I'm giving that time to you. But at least, at a minimum, the minimum honor is to set aside time to make sure you have time, just you two together. If you've got people living in your house, 
get out. Get time by yourself. Because you've got to have time just together. Find a babysitter for the kids. Uh, you know, you have to have time together. That's how, one way you honor your wife is time. Number six. We're almost done. Energy. That my best strength does not go to something else. And I'm talking about our strength left up. We all know we, you need to be working. That's one way to honor your wife is to provide for her. So you got to give you give 100 percent of your job, and that's we, we all know we should know that. And that's that's just part of the deal. But my strength after that, we may be tired, but do I give my best strength after my, all my obligations are done? Where does my best strength and energy go? Does it go towards her, or does it go towards something I want to do? Woo! You still want to get married? <laughs> someday my wife will preach on verses one through six about obeying your husband number seven <laughs> um oh number six here's another thing about energy I, I wrote down um doing things for her even when not asked that's one way to honor your wife i mean and there's some things that she she always does but sometimes it's like no i'm going to do that for you um now, if your wife wants to do that, okay, here's, here's the, other, the flip around. If your wife wants to do that for, for you, and that's her way to honor you, don't take that away from her and try to do it yourself, okay? Because then you're not honoring her anymore. You're dishonoring her because she's trying to honor you, and you're taking that away from her. So then you're no longer evaluating her preference first. You're valuing your own preference. That makes sense? See? That's just, that's free. So write that down, listen to it again, see if it comes to you. Number seven, here's the last one that I, that I put down. Surprise gifts. Surprise gifts are good. One way to, a great way to, men and men are like, I, I wish I did not come to this service today. <laughs> and you know what, if you don't have a wife, if you have your mom, do that to your mom, your sister, your children. Surprise gifts are awesome. They don't, they, and it doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't have to be uh, it doesn't have to be something where you go spend five hundred dollars on it. I mean, it can be just, just something simple. But the Tuesday gifts are great, as Jerry Knudsen tells us. He loves Tuesdays or Tuesday birthdays or Tuesday gifts or something. What does he call it? I can't remember. Thursday gifts. In, in other words, we all know. Okay, look, anniversary. You better have a gift. Okay, let's let's get real here. Uh, birthday. Hello. Um, good idea. Um, Valentine's Day. Real good, too. Uh, Mother's Day, excellent. You know, but how about July 25th? You know, how about, is that your birthday? <laughs> how about May 18th? You know, those, those, sometimes just little, little gifts, little, little blessings is a way to honor your wife. That's just another one, number seven. You know, it's down on the list, but it's, it's a great idea too. Um, I, I had to do it yesterday because I was going to preach today. So I'm like, I better get <laughs> You know, when you're like, you're like, I don't know if I can... <laughs> Hopefully I'll preach again on this so she gets another gift, huh? <laughs> oh, isn't that great? I was just reminded because I was preaching on this. It's not the only reason I got. Hopefully, I'll do again another one next week. Um, oh, actually, our anniversary is this Friday. I'll definitely be bringing one in this Friday. So, we're going to go to a rehearsal together. 
romantic evening. Okay, here's we've been reading this book, Honor's Reward. So in, in other words, man, men, we have a great, it's not a great obligation, it's a great opportunity. Because an honored wife is a beautiful wife, an honored wife is a free wife, an honored wife is, is a wife that's a blessing to you and to everyone else. And that's why, that's why in the scriptures God calls us to it. Because he knows this is what's best. This is how we walk in healthy relationships. And look, if you're honoring your wife and it's working properly, she receives the honor, she gives honor to God, and she honors you back. She respects you back. She, she submits to you willingly. And it's way easier for a woman to submit to a man who honors her above himself. Because then she knows that you have her best interests in mind. That you value her more than you value your own opinion. And so therefore you're trustworthy to care for her and to take care of her and to allow her to grow into who she's called to be. We've been reading this book, um, Honor's Reward. And it has a great, great quote that uh, on this. And this just kind of sums it up. And he's actually, he did talk about this verse and, you know, some of the things I mentioned may have come from this book. I'm not, not sure at what point it switched over. But it says this, and this one has, uh, is on the screen as well, just so you can follow along if you're visual. Since the husband is the head of the home, we should prefer our wives. That means if you only have enough money to buy one new outfit for a special occasion, show you value her by insisting to buy a new outfit for her rather than yourself. When choosing a vacation spot, if she wants to go to one location and you another, go with her choice. To lead in the kingdom, here's, this is important, to lead in the kingdom is to serve, not to dominate. As husband, the only time your decisions should override your wife's desire is when you're certain it's the best option for her, the family, or the kingdom of God. This is one reason you are made leader over her. To lay down your life for her. This is honoring your wife. And you will be blessed and rewarded. And your prayers will not be hindered. That just kind of sums it up right there. So. In closing today. How I'd like to close. Is I, I just kind of had this picture. And it's not you know we don't, not some big altar call where we all. Repent and say, oh God, I've been dishonorable to my wife. And he may lead you to repent. That's fine. I mean, you walk through that on your own, I believe. But we're just going to, we're going to release honor into our hearts. We're going to ask God to release honor into our hearts. We're going to ask him to make us honorable. And so what I'd ask you, if if you're a man, we're going to start with the men. And if you're a man and and you want this, I don't don't want to force anybody. And no one, don't be looking around. We're not trying to figure out who's, who's saying it or who's doing it is if you want God to place more honor in your heart or increase the honor in your heart or start honor in your heart, then I want you to place your hand over your heart. And this is how, this is how we're going to close. We're going to make two, two... These are kind of like prayers and declarations together. And so I'm going to say something and you, you repeat the line after me, okay? Father, I ask right now, may your Holy Spirit impart to me A heart of honor. Honor first for you. And honor for everyone else around me. 
May I never seek honor for myself. Make me a man of honor. Let me have your heart, King of Kings. And let me honor my wife above all else. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, ladies, now I'm going to ask you to put your hand over your heart, if you're willing. If you, and, and repeat after me. Father, I ask right now for you to open my heart to receive honor that I would know I am worthy of being honored. Let me not hold on to that honor for myself. But let me give all honor to you. And let honor overflow from me. Back into the lives of others. In Jesus name. Amen. Heart of honor. It's so different than our culture. Honoring one another above ourselves. And God is continuing to form us as a, as a family here into a people who honor one another. And when we meet other people, when we see other people, when they come in among us, they'll know that they're valuable and they're prized. And so, just as we close today, um, I just encourage you, be blessed with an honorable heart and, and go and honor one another. And men, most of all, honor your wives. And ask God to, ask the Lord to give you ideas. You know, he gave me some, but he's going to speak specifically to you. And uh, allow him to do that in your heart. So, this was the closing prayer here. So you're, we're blessed. And we can go. If you still need prayer for anything else, I encourage you to come up.